Welcome back to another week of the Rev MD podcast. This week, we're going to talk all about billing an EM code with an annual or preventative code. So you can really kind of wrap your head around when is it appropriate to add that EM with a 25 modifier? When should you just stick with the annual or preventative code? And how do you truly operationalize this within your practice so you don't have patients calling who are upset? and trying to figure out why they have extra charges on their bill or extra copays or deductibles that they were not expecting. Now, as you guys know, my name is Heather. We have a full service medical billing and coding company called National Revenue Consulting. You can head over and check us out on our website, www.nationalrevenueconsulting.com or shoot us an email at info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. We also have a Facebook group called Rev R-E-V-M-D. So head on over there if you are looking for extra tips. And really, we're just at a point where we're excited to be educating physicians. I don't think we get enough of this in medical school and any other kind of healthcare training. And so that is our job is to help educate and get those engaged and learning tips that we all need to know so that our practice and the revenue uh, grows as it should. So if you're new to the RevMD podcast, please feel free to share us um, with other individuals. As always, our advice is for educational purposes only. And if you have specific questions, make sure you get those over to your billing, compliance, or legal team members, depending on the question. Now, all right, let's get to the topic. Whether you are family practice, internal med, or even OBGYN, it is common to have a routine preventative visit where a medical issue or problem may come up. And so, you know, for example, you're finishing an annual wellness visit, and just as you're finishing up, the patient says, wait a minute, I have this rash, I have this lump, can you take a look at it? And obviously, if the issue is minor and you don't really evaluate it, then probably not going to qualify for an additional ENM code. However, if you do spend time doing a true evaluation and management where you're looking at something, you're ordering a test or prescribing, you know, a medication, then that starts to get out of the scope for a wellness visit. And so of course, as long as that is medically necessary, separately identifiable and significant, then you can charge for that. Now, some of you may know that I pretty much just rattled off the definition of the modifier 25, and it's really the use and the definition of that modifier 25 on an ENM code that allows you to bill that alongside a wellness visit, again, when it's medically necessary, it's separately identifiable, and it's significant. So from a coding perspective, you know, there is a very bright line between a preventative visit and a problem-oriented visit. And of course, one is going to be for promoting health and wellness, and then the other is going to be there to treat some sort of acute or chronic medical problem. And so we often hear several different questions that we'll go through today. So from our clients, one of them is, when can we bill for both of these visits? What is the difference between that preventative visit and when I can bill for that problem-focused visit? And how do you make sure you're not double-counting time if you're using that to bill for a visit? And we'll talk about why it may not be the right thing to do to use time at all in those scenarios. And then how do you make sure your patients have a heads-up 
because they may end up with a higher out-of-pocket than they expect. So the good news is, is I do think with the 2021 ENM coding changes, it does make it easier to kind of draw some lines between these. So first I'll kind of share, you know, what is a preventative visit, right? So preventative visits, you know, the CPT codes between 99381-99397 are for typically those patients covered by a commercial insurance or Medicaid or some Medicare Advantage plans. And of course, patients love to see these visits because they're oftentimes not subject to a copay or deductible, and they're typically covered once per year. And these are your comprehensive preventative, preventative medicine evaluation and management services, you know, which depends on the age and the gender, depending on, you know, what, what those individuals will receive. Now, there are different codes for Medicare patients, and I'm not going to go over those in great detail. But really, you know, the preventative visit is really to continue the health and wellness of that patient. Now, new coding guidelines also state that if a new or existing problem is assessed and managed at the time of those preventative visits, the physician should bill for those. But if it's insignificant problem that does not require extra work, then it should not be billed for a visit. So if a patient comes in for a preventative visit and the clinician also looks at that rash that we talked about and notices that the blood pressure is elevated, of course, these observations alone are not going to be enough to bill for it. However, if you take a look at the rash or if you do something with the blood pressure and you order additional tests, or you prescribe a medication, then there is some level of medical decision-making that has occurred, such as prescribing a topical treatment or prescribing a, you know, something for the high blood pressure. And so that in and of itself is going to qualify for an ENM visit, such as something between a 99202 and a 99215 that will be billed alongside that preventative visit with a modifier 25. Now, if you're thinking about this and going, well, how do I really know if it's one visit or the other? We can go over some examples of that. So for example, say you have a patient, they've, they're good health, they have really no chronic issues, maybe some stable chronic illnesses that really aren't addressed during this wellness visit. And the patient you know, pretty much needs maybe some prescription refills, you know, maybe the chronic illnesses are listed, but we're not really going into grid detail about those. And the exam findings are normal. You really don't change any treatment. You don't, you know, maybe you do some scheduled screenings, you refill some prescriptions, but nothing else really is addressed. Then that's really going to be the scenario where you're really only going to be billing a preventative or wellness code. Now, however, say the patient comes in, they have a rash, or say they have a lump on their breast, and you evaluate it you order some, you know, additional diagnostic testing, you discuss, you know, findings, you know, potentially create a treatment plan for any sort of, you know, acute, uncomplicated visit or an active stable problem, then that is going to qualify for an ENM code. And I'll just caution that in general, you're going to want to be careful that you don't use time to code that ENM code. And the reason is, Say you spend 40 minutes with a patient, but 35 minutes is with regards to the annual visit. You can't count that time again for the ENM visit. So you can't you can't double dip, for example. So it's important to recognize that if you are going to bill for an ENM, if you have evaluated and managed something, 
you one, have to document it, right? We all know if it's not documented, it's not done. And two, you're gonna wanna use the NDM in order to classify which ENM code you should use. So I would highly recommend not using time in those scenarios. Now, like I said, Medicare is a little different in terms of the codes and how they manage their preventative visits or their wellness visits. And so I'm not going to go into detail. I've talked about those in the past, but just recognize that those requirements are slightly different. But in general, they require, you know, the same type of information, right? You're collecting and updating medical information, you're getting family and social history, et cetera. And the same situation occurs that if you're in one of those wellness exams or preventative exams is a better term for it, those preventative physical examinations. Again, that's a GO402, GO438, GO439, depending on if this is a welcome visit, an initial or subsequent annual wellness visit. The same scenario can occur, right? They're in there and then they come up with a problem you know, issue that you're then having to evaluate and manage. And the key is, is really, is it medically necessary? Is it significant, right? Is it truly requiring medical intervention? And is it separately identifiable from, say, the wellness visit or what you're doing? So that's just really, really important. Now, when it comes to selecting the level or service for the ENM, Right, performing a you know problem-oriented ENM service on the same date of service as this wellness or preventative visit adds a layer of complexity when you are trying to choose this. But I do think, like I said, it's a little bit easier now with the 2021 ENM rules because when you're selecting a code using the the new ENM guidelines, you basically you know are able to use those MDM tables to be able to classify whether or not this is a level two or a level five. And it's not really all about this whole history and exam piece. That's not really what's being used to select the level of service. So this does make it a little bit easier. Again, I I do caution using time just because you have to make sure you're only counting the time managing the problem, not the entire time managing the preventative or wellness visit. And so you do have to, if you are going to use time, really be careful that you've documented exactly how much time you've then spent on just the ENM portion, and you'll want to document that extremely well. So we can talk about a few examples, but hopefully this is starting to become a little bit more clear. So here's an example. We have a 50-year-old male. They're you know, an established patient in the office. They have a history of diabetes, maybe hyperlipidemia, and they're coming in for a wellness visit. And all the required components of the wellness visit are you know, done and completed, but then the patient asks for a refill of his diabetes medication. The physician asks the patient if he's taking his medication and, you know, of course, following the recommendations uh, from a diet and exercise perspective. And the physician also performs a focused physical exam, discusses medication management for the diabetes and hyperlipidemia, and then orders some maintenance lab. Obviously, the physician is going to be documenting any of these problems. They bill for the annual wellness visit, and then they add a 99214 because they addressed two stable chronic illnesses and then also performed prescription drug management. So then adding the 25 modifier on the 99214 plus the wellness code visit is appropriate. Now, this is a good example where, again, you're following that MDM table, talking about the two you know illnesses, the chronic illnesses that you're managing, and then you're actually prescribing medication. 
Now, what happens if, say, a similar patient had come in and they have chronic illnesses and say you do evaluate and manage them, but you don't put anything in the chart? So say the patient has, you know, abdominal pain. And while you do evaluation and management, you don't put any of that in the chart. Say you just put abdominal pain in the ICD-10s, but you don't actually have a section where you say what you evaluated and what you managed and, you, you know, truly what you did. What happens then? Well, it's just like, you know, we all know, right? If you didn't document it, it's not been done. And so you can, you know, you may get paid for it, right? Because you guys all know just because we submit something in and they pay for it doesn't mean we've coded it correctly. Sometimes you'll get a flag where they'll say, I need more information or I need you to submit the medical records. And then if it's paid for, you can probably trust that that's probably accurate. Not always, but in general. But if they ask for medical records and say you didn't document the E&M or any, any information on the problem focus visit, they're not, they're going to deny the E&M code. They're going to say it's not medically necessary because you didn't document it. So again, this really comes down to documentation. I can't say that enough. So let's do another one. So say you have a 37-year-old female. This is a new patient coming in for a preventative medicine visit, which was required by her employer. The physician completes all the requirements for the preventative visit, and then during the history portion, they tell you that you know she's got some knee pain, which is exacerbated by running. The physician, the physician then uh, obtains a history about the pain, examines the knee, tells, you know, goes over, you know, reduction of activity in order for the pain to subside, maybe even gives a handout on some knee exercises, and then suggests recommending a knee brace and following up as the pain does not, you know, decrease. The physician documents this extra work because that's right, super important, and then bills the 99385 for the preventative visit since that's, you know, the 18 to 39-year range and also drops a 99203 because they addressed one acute uncomplicated uh, injury, and that is added with the 25 modifier. So again, you're seeing how I'm using the MDM coding system along with that preventative visit, the the knee pain has been addressed, it's been evaluated, it's been managed, you documented it, that would be totally appropriate. So hopefully those two examples um, are helpful in kind of just wrapping your head around this. Again, we get lots of questions about this. And I would say modifier 25s in general, uh, you know, have gotten a lot of flack in the, in the past. And I think sometimes they're overused. And I think sometimes they're underused. So this is all about just finding that sweet spot. All right. Workflow tips. I cannot tell you how many patients call our customer service line for client offices because they are upset with the additional fee that they're getting. And I, it's hilarious because some of the patients call and they're like, I did not talk about any problem focused problem. This was just an annual visit. I had talked about nothing else. Then you go and read the chart and I've, I've read the charts and they will say clearly the ailment that was found, what was discussed and evaluated. And it's a completely appropriate E&M code. And it was, you know, sent in, approved by the insurance, you know, paid, but the patient may receive a different copay or deductible because it's not that preventative visit. And so patients call back and they're very, very angry. And so some things that I really highly suggest if you're an office who does bill these E&Ms along with preventative visits is that you make sure that a couple things. So number one, 
is when staff are talking with patients or they're scheduling appointments, it's, a, you know, it's nice to, ha- to remind them, hey, you know, this is an annual preventative, but if there are any problems or issues that are addressed, that may result in additional charge, you know, based on the fact that something else has to be addressed and kind of really clear the lines that there are annual preventative visits and that if anything or larger issue comes up and is managed, that then qualifies as a problem-focused exam. The other thing you can do is actually have documentation with the patients that they sign that actually clearly states, here's what an annual and preventative visit is. Here's the, you know, what it covers and the discussion regarding, you know, what you kind of cover in those visits. And then if any issue or problem is brought up that then we evaluate and treat, that's going to be a separate charge. Now, of course, you could always tell the patient, you know, hey, this is a, you know, an issue and we're going to have you come back and, and, you know, have another appointment. But you, you know, we all know that that's one, not what they want. It's not what you want. It's just harder to manage all of that. So just making sure that they truly understand either at scheduling or while they're in the waiting room or a form that they sign or a poster in the wall, uh, on the wall in the, in the exam room, whatever it is, just something. So you're trying to get that education across to them. Maybe even something that they sign. I'm a big proponent of education and signing, or we were actually brainstorming the, the idea about making the, making like education videos on your website for patients on these, on these types of things. And this would be a good one to cover, right? So we could have patient educational things on, Copays and deductibles and out-of-pocket maxes and, and all of that. But then you could also have one on well versus sick visits. So there's lots of ways you can educate and talk to your patients. Find one that works for your office, brainstorm with your office staff, figure out which workflow may work best. But having something is really critical. Is it going to stop all the patients from calling? No, it's really not. They just, they, that's just, you know, sometimes they have questions and they're going to call and they're going to complain. But again, all you can do is try your best to educate where you can. And again, you know, we all know the medical system's confusing for us, right? We even went to medical school. So it's even more confusing for patients and for their families. So please remember, if you do have a problem-focused issue come up and you do have medical decision-making that that you've documented and that you've done, it is appropriate to bill for it. Just got to document it and got to make sure that you're using the right level of coding which again, now is much easier with the MDM coding than it is with the uh, prior coding system. So hopefully this helps kind of clear this up. Again, we've had a lot of questions on this over the last few weeks, so thought it would be best to do a podcast. As always, if you are looking for a full-service medical billing coding company, we are happy to help. We are looking forward to the end of summer, kids getting back to school. And so I hope you guys have enjoyed your summers as well. And as always, if you do have questions, shoot them over to info at nationalrevenueconsulting.com. Have a great week. <music>